I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jones. G'day guys, it's Friday afternoon. Uh, I'm about to head down the south coast. I have got my Supercoach draft tomorrow. Um, I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes here just about the guys that I think I'm going to end up targeting and then um, I'll have some music at the end here and then when I get home on Sunday I'm going to record how my team went and why I picked certain guys where. So we'll see how close I got uh, to the guys I'll be after. Um, I'll start with Hooker and look, if I end up with a late draft pick, I think I probably will go Harry Grant as my first pick if I end up like that 10 to 14 uh, sort of mark but ideally I want to be higher than that so if I've got Harry Grant I'm not obviously uh, honestly happy with where I've landed um, we are having some challenges to decide that so I'll be going pretty zero on those uh, ideally I, I if, if I get my first round pick as I want to ideally I want to be number five uh, the reason I want to be five is because I hold really high value in Pappenhausen, Munster, and Walker. Walker and Pappenhausen I'm probably highest on. Um, Pappenhausen with the goal kicking probably puts him slightly ahead of Walker, but I think Walker's going to have a massive season. If I was to end up at, like, pick three... Um, Jeez, oh my, my gut's telling me Walker, but with that goal kicking, it's just hard to leave out Pappenhausen. Uh, Munster I'd probably have as my fifth pick. Um, if I do have the fifth pick, I, I, I'm sort of happy for that decision to be made for me, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think there's good value there to obviously get on the way back as well. So ideally, I want to be fifth. Ideally, either Pappenhausen or Walker there. Uh, if I have to take Munster, though, I won't be overly upset. As I said with hookers, though, I'll either have Grant if I end up in the back end. Uh, a couple of guys I'll be keeping my eye on. Uh, Victor Radley, uh, I think he's one guy that I would like. Uh, I think he will go a little bit high. I'm not sure if I'll be able to get a good value on him. Uh, and look, there are, I mean, Damian Cook's a guy that I'm not overly keen on. I'll let someone else take that. A couple of really keen South fans in my comp, so I'll let them take him. Another one that I think will be a bit of a smoky, and 
I'm not sure where he will go. He could go really late. He could go really early. He's a guy I'll be keeping an eye on as Andrew McCulloch. Uh, if I don't get Grant, if I don't get... Yeah, essentially, if I don't get Grant, I'm not going to go after Cook. I'm not going to go after Appy. I'm going to let it slide. Hopefully, I can get a Radley or a McCulloch late. That's my plan. Um, and if not, maybe a Jeremy Marshall King or someone like that might jump on one of these Tigers boys, see what happens. Uh, there will be one position that I will just leave. It'll either be hooker or halfback. It'll be one of those two positions. I already know how my draft's going to kind of unfold for me. And there's going to be one of those two positions that I won't go early on and I won't go on the mid-ranges because I think the mid-ranges value will be um, a little bit short there. I think you'll go have to go too high and waste a pick that I could get more points elsewhere. So one of those two positions I won't be going for. Ideally, I think it's more than likely going to be halfback. I mean, if something happens that I end up with the second pick overall, I take Cleary. Uh, it changes everything. But I, I'm tipping I'll get around round pick five if I have my choice. Uh, I think it would be very unlikely for me to land in pick two. I know a lot of people are keen on Cleary. So halfback, guys I'll be looking at at the top end would only really be Cleary. I'm I'm not keen on Cherry Evans. I love Jerome Hughes, uh, but I think you'll have to go pretty early to get Hughesy. Michael Morgan's another guy I'll be keeping my eye on. But I think I'll probably go without a seven. The guy that I probably would take in the back end, but someone might go early on him, would be Sam Walker. Uh, He's a guy that won't play. Uh, for the first half of the season, I'm fine with that. I'm pretty much I'm planning to go without a halfback unless it's catastrophic at hooker, which I doubt it will be. I think I can get a Radley or a McCulloch. Um, I think I will run with Sam Walker at seven and just let it be an AE for the start of the season. But we'll see how that one plays out. Um, in the front row, there's one guy that I really like, and that's Takiyaho. Uh He could be a high-end guy depending on where I last, where, where I drop, but I think people will be really keen on him, so he might be hard to get my hands on. Um, I think Adam Fanua Blake, there could be good value there. I'm a little bit iffy on him, though. Uh, Natty's obviously been been a big fan of Blake Laurie. His numbers are impressive. He's obviously dual position as well, so that's really big. Alex Twole's another guy that I like. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for Twole, but a lot of people are high on him, so it uh, might be tough. Ben Murdoch Masilla, I'm not sure how many of my mates are keen on him. He's another dual position guy that I'm really, really excited for. Uh, he's one that if I had to bet who would get him, I'd probably say me. I think I'm a really good shot to get Ben Murdoch Masilla. I don't think anyone will go as early on him as what I will. Uh, so he's one that I think I'll end up with. He's going to be a bit of a gamble for me. Uh, in the second row, uh, Luciano Lailua, he's a guy that I'm big on. I think I'll go early for him. Uh, I'm not sure how many other people have the balls to do that. Like, he's only had that one good game in the trial. But just to see him offload a ball again, that's really exciting for me. And I'm not sure if it'll last the whole season, but if it does, it could be anything for Leilua. He's definitely a guy I'll target. Uh, another guy, and, I, and I've said the complete opposite the last few weeks in the second row, I've said that Coolum and Tuggy will start on the edge for South Sydney. I'm starting to think it might be Jacob Host. And when I look at Jacob Host's numbers, they are incredibly impressive. So... Might be a bit of a hit and hope there and take Jacob Host late and hope that he gets that starting role. And I think if he plays 60, 65 minutes, he could be a real gun there. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was as well. Uh, So Jacob Host, I think, is one that I could get. Really like Ben Murdoch Masilla. He's one I'm really high on. Uh, There's a couple of other guys floating around that mid-range, like Nathan Brown I always like. I know he's got injuries, which normally means you can get a bit of value out of him. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how my second row forwards are going to play out. Luciano Lelua, I'd bet I get him. Um, as I said, if if something happens that I am able to get Radley, he's obviously dual position, so I could potentially grab a Jeremy Marshall King or someone else later in the draft. But I think if I get Radley, he will be my hooker. Uh, so second row forward, we'll see how that plays out. As I said, halfback, I'll probably leave. 5'8". 
I definitely want Cody Walker. If I don't get him, probably Munster. If I end up with Pappenhausen, I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to get Matt Moylan at some point. This is a guy that I'm sure I'll get. No one else in my comp really likes Matty Moylan. No one else in this country really likes Matty Moylan except me. So I'm confident I'll have him in all draft leagues, which really helps because he's... He's obviously 5'8 fullback. Uh, I back him in every year. I'll do it again this year. I guarantee if I had to put one bet on, I'm coming home with Matty Moylan without a doubt. Uh, Kyle Funnigan's another one that I really like in the halves. We keep an eye on him. Lachlan Lamb. If something goes wrong at hooker or I don't get Moylan for whatever reason, I think Lachlan Lamb is one that I would be keen on, a a value guy there. Um, Now, in the center wings, I'm pretty confident I'm going to get both, uh, at least one of these guys. Either Katoni Staggs or Siffa Talakai. I'm sure I'll get one of them. I think I'll probably get Siffa. Now, it looks like he won't start round one, so I think he will slide a little bit. And so he should. But for me, I'm going to back him in to have a starting spot in this side. I'm confident I get Siffa Talakai. I think other guys will have their eyes on on him, but I don't think they'll be willing to go as early as what I'll go on him. He's probably around five or six guy for me. I think he's got potential to be the best center winger in the game. His average at the end of the season might not be the best. He might spend weeks on the bench, but um, I think at the back end, he will have a starting spot. I think he'll be an absolute superstar in the center wing, so he's one that I'll definitely go after. The other one I'm keeping an eye on is Katoni Staggs. Um, obviously, he's going to be missing for a long time, coming off an ACL that's a worry, but the thing I like about Sags is that he's young, and I just think even if he was to lose 20%, my God, this kid is still unstoppable. I think he'd be a really good guy to bring in late into your side. Uh, there's a couple of other value guys. I always like Branko Lee. He's normally a regular in my side. I had Morgan Harper at the back end of last season. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on him. Jake Avarillo I really like. I think I'm I think I'm at good odds to get Avarillo. There's a couple of other guys that I know are keen on him in my comp, but he's one I'll be keeping an eye out for. Nick Kotrick, I don't mind him as well at the at, at the Bulldogs now. I think he's going to be exciting. So Avarillo and Kotrick, I'll be watching from the Canterbury system. Uh, Justin Olam, I normally like to pick guys with base stats, and he's not bad, but he's not great base stat-wise, uh, but he is outside Cameron Munster, and I think Munster's going to do special things this year. He's one for me to keep an eye on. Uh, Remus Smith, I really like. He's a guy that... I think if I can get Branko, I probably will go Remus Smith as well. Uh, fingers crossed I can get my hands on him. I think he's going to be really good in the air this year. We know the combo that Jerome Hughes had uh, with Vunavalu. I think he could do a similar thing with Remus Smith. I think he's going to score plenty tries. And uh, base stats aren't too bad either. So he's another one that I don't mind. Um, the last one I'll mention is Jermaine Asako, obviously playing fullback. I know there's a lot of guys in my comps that really like Asako. So I don't know if I will get my hands on him, but if I have the opportunity... I will take him. Um, as I said, Pappenhausen or Walker, these are the two guys that I want round one. I know I'm not going to get pick one or pick two. I want three to five somewhere. I want Pappy or Walker. If I have to get months, though, I won't be upset. I'll be jumping back on the mic on Sunday afternoon. You'll hear that in about 40 seconds. It's about three days of drinking away for me, though. There'll be a little bit of music here, and then I'll be there on Sunday, and I'll be reviewing my team all the way through. Have a cracking weekend, guys. Wish the guru some luck. G'day guys, Sunday night here, uh, this is only what, 10 seconds after you last heard from me, it's three days of uh, drinking and carrying on like a tit, and of course in the middle of it, uh, we had our Supercoach draft, which was a cracking time, uh, went a little bit longer than we expected, a couple of boys were late, our challenges went a little bit longer than we thought, but uh, the challenge was really good fun, uh, we had one where we were chipping on the sand down at the beach, aiming for something, we had another one where it was like a paper aeroplane thing, 
Uh, then we had another one where we had our trophy, our big trophy, and you had to throw tennis balls into it. It was really hard to make them stay in there. There was a point system over the three rounds, and it was a really good time. And anyway... I ended up second overall, uh, which was fantastic. Second overall, which meant I could then choose where I wanted to draft second. Uh, so the bloke that came first overall, he got to choose his spot. He went with pick number one, so he uh, he tied himself down with James Tedesco, uh, one of my good mates there. Uh, you, you'll hear from all these guys over the next few days. I've got little interviews dropping with them that we recorded after our draft at about 1 a.m. after a heap of beers. So I tried to make it really super coach relevant, but... It was late. I was cooked. So we'll see how that content turns out. I'm not promising anything special there. But obviously, I had the second pick. So I could choose where I wanted to draft. And I think I said on Friday, I haven't listened back to what I said on Friday, what you guys just listened to. But off the top of my head, I think I I think I was looking for pick three, four, or five. Five would have been ideal for me. And I still believe that on the day. So I went with pick five. And my thinking there was that get one of Pappenhausen, Walker, Munster. Munster was the one I wanted the least out of those three. Uh, I've definitely warmed up to Walker and to Pappenhausen over the last few weeks. Pappenhausen with confirmed goal kicking. Probably put him slightly in front of Walker, but my my, my gut feel on Walker is that it's going to be a massive year. And the thing I love about Walker is that round 25 grand final week, he does play the Dragon, something I'm really excited about for him. So I ended up with fifth pick. Uh, one went James Tedesco, two went Nathan Cleary, three, surprisingly, was Cameron Munster. Uh, the bloke at four, he had Walker and Pappenhausen. I was a little bit nervous. Well, I wasn't nervous because I would have been happy with either, but by that point at fifth, I sort of thought oh, I'm going to get Walker and I was excited about it. He did go Pappenhausen. He's a big South Sydney fan though, so I thought I thought there was a chance that he was going to take Walker and I was going to get Pappenhausen, which wouldn't have been a loss at all. But to be honest with you, I am happy with Cody Walker. He's the guy that... If I'm playing grand final week, he's the fellow that I want in my team. So we ended up taking Cody Walker pick one. Now, obviously, it's a captain's league. Uh, so we've got our high-end man, which is fantastic. A guy that, as I said, I think he's going to have a really special season. Um, Cody Walker, number one. Pick number two came back around. So obviously, it's a 14-man league. Pick number two came around. And what does that mean? It was pick 14 back to, uh, what was it, like 22 or something like that. Something along those lines. And my rule has always been don't pick front rowers to the back end. And I had to bend it for this guy. And I probably haven't mentioned him too much because he's a guy that I was very keen on. Um, but I didn't want to let my mates know about it. That was Takiaho. Um, I took him second pick overall. He's going to be goal kicking for the Roosters. I think they're going to score a lot of points this year. I think this is a guy that could be a 65-70 sort of point guy. I think he's going to be really special this year. I took him second. I was really happy with that one. Third pick came back to me a few picks later. And... The, the worry with where I was at fifth pick, the bloke that had fourth, uh, he's a very good player himself. He hasn't won a Supercoach title yet um, in our competition, but he, he definitely should have. And I always seem to draft near him, and we at times we think very similar. He definitely knows what he's doing. So I was very nervous about him stealing a lot of my picks. Didn't happen too many times. I think Nathan Brown, the guy I took third, I think he might have had his eye on him, but I dodged a bit of a bullet there. I ended up taking Nathan Brown third pick. So... There I was sitting with Cody Walker and my second row, I had Nathan Brown. My front row, I had Takiaho. So I was really happy. I had my high-end guy. I had two really solid guys that I think will be 60, 70 guys each and every week. Um, I love having Cody Walker there. You can VC him every week except for when he plays on Sundays. And then I can captain Takiaho or Nathan Brown, take a 60 or 70 if I don't think Cody Walker's done enough. So I like having that option. I like how it played out. A couple of guys, as I said, I'm going to be interviewing them. You're going to hear from them. Uh, they went really high-end guys. 
I sort of got my one high-end guy, um, and then I went with these more solid fellas just to make it a bit more stable. Um, and then my fourth pick, I took a stable guy, but I think he's going to be a ceiling guy this year. And to be fair, I did think that last season. Uh, so hopefully I'm right this year. I just liked what I saw in the trials from Luciano Leilua. I think I mentioned the other day that... Uh, sorry, I think I mentioned earlier today on the podcast uh, that I recorded a few weeks ago. Uh, sorry, a few days ago, I'm having a shocker. Sorry, guys, it's been a huge weekend. I think I mentioned that Luciano, he's a guy that I'm pretty confident I, wa- I was going to get. I did come up with him. Um, and then the next round, I was sort of looking at Ben Murdoch Masilla, but he actually went here. One of the other fellas took him, which I was really surprised with. Um, and he's a guy that, look, I, I think he's going to do really well. But if I was going to miss out on anyone that I thought I was going to get, I'm probably happy it's him because we haven't seen him in the NRL in a long time. There is a bit of mystery there. There are a lot of mouths to feed of the Warriors. I still think he will overcome all those things and do really well. But if I had to choose between getting Leilua or Ben Murdoch Masilla, Leilua is definitely the one that I wanted there. So I could cop that one. So then I had Luciano Leilua pick four. Now, pick five rolled around, and maybe I went a little bit early, but you all know how much I love Matt Moylan. I think he's going to have a big season. So I went for him at five. I like that he's dual as well. He offers me fullback and 5'8". Obviously, 5'8", I didn't really need because I had uh, Cody Walker there, but I think it's still good cover to have those dual guys. Pick six rolled around. And pick six, I went with Victor Radley. Now, when I sat there at pick six... There was two guys on the board that I wanted at hooker. There was Victor Radley, there was Andrew McCulloch. And I looked over at the other guys because we keep all of our team sheets on butcher's paper on the wall so you can see everyone else's team. And it was on the way back. So I knew that there was going to be um, four guys to pick and then those four guys pick again before it came back to me. And three or four of them didn't have hookers. And I thought, okay, I've got to make a decision here. I either get Radley or I get Andrew McCulloch, one of those two, because there's not a hope in hell they're going to get back to me. There's too many guys that need hookers. These are two guys that could average into the 60s this season, so I need to pick one. And I ended up going with the ceiling of Victor Radley. Now, I understand he will probably start slow, but I'm picking the Radley I want at the end of the season. So I went with Radley. Obviously, another dual position guy, but he will be my hooker because I assumed I wouldn't get another look in at another hooker. Anyway, I watch these next eight picks, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sort of looking at, I'm starting to look at center wings. I'm having a look through there. I'm looking at more back rowers. I'm sort of, I'm looking at halves now. I've got Moiser. I'm looking around who, who could be my halfback. I've, you know, my plan was to always leave halfback, but I like to have a look at it. Georgie Williams was around there. I was looking at him, and then I just started to notice that Andrew McCulloch. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. Four of those eight picks went. Then I thought, oh, so, someone will take him on the way back. They have to, and. By some form of miracle, Andrew McCulloch wasn't taken. So I ended up using that that next pick, pick seven, to take Andrew McCulloch. So all of a sudden now, my seventh pick was a guy on my bench, which was pretty surreal for me. I've never really done that before. But I just thought the value there was unreal. And obviously, Victor Radley, he can play in the second row. So I wasn't able to change them then. But during the season, I would obviously have McCulloch at hooker. He can't play anywhere else. And all of a sudden, I've got Victor Radley, who can be in my second row. So it's a pretty stacked second row now. I'm really happy with it. I thought the Andrew McCulloch one was massive. I thought I thought that was huge value. I couldn't believe guys slept on him and... I felt sorry for those guys because they did let him go and they were probably planning to get him next one and then he went that next pick. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think another one or two hookers went on that round, so it made it sort of tough for them. I haven't looked at who they ended up getting at hooker. I'll, I, I spoke to them about it the other night. You'll probably hear it in the interview. Now, that was pick seven. And I've been pretty safe up until this point, pretty safe. Probably Moylan's my biggest gamble. Uh, I've gone very safe picks. And then pick eight, I went a big punt. Actually, pick eight and nine, I went punts here. Two that I'm really happy with. The first one, I went with Sifatalakai. Now, I don't think he'll start round one. There's a good chance he doesn't start in the first few weeks for Cronulla Sharks. Uh, But I feel like it's a matter of time until there's an injury, a suspension, something... He comes in, and I just think he's too good to leave out of this side. I think by the back end of the season, he will be a starting player for the Cronulla Sharks. If there's an injury anywhere in this side, even if it's in the front row, I think there's a really good chance that Toby Rudolph moves up. He leaves a 13 jersey, and Siffer can potentially come in there. Maybe they move Wade Graham to 13, play Siffer on the left edge. I just think it's a matter of time until Siffer gets this spot in the forward pack, and he's going to be a superstar there. We all know that. And he's available at center wing in Supercoach. So this is a guy I'm really high on. I really like Sifra. I went early on him. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I said on Friday afternoon that I was going to go early on Sifra. This is a guy that I think I'm going to get. And I did come up with him. Did raise a few eyebrows. But uh, I think people understood the value that I can get out of him. Now, the next one definitely raised eyebrows. Uh, Katoni Staggs. This was another gamble. I felt my team was safe enough across the park that I could take a punt on him. Uh, so I went with Staggs. Obviously, he's going to be out for the first, I don't know, what is it, 12 weeks or something like that. Coming off an ACL, as I said the other day, he is young. Um, I do believe he'll be okay. I just thought there was too much value there. I think the kid's too much of a freak to leave on the board. So really excited that if I can keep my head above water in this competition and, you know, be in the top four when he returns, I think it's going to be massive for me, a big confidence boost. If by the end of the season, Staggs and Talakai, if if Talakai can be in that forward pack and Stag can be back playing, like, wow, it really could be anything in the center wings. Uh, pick 10 and 11. I went with center wings as well. Two guys I'm really happy with. Pick 10, I got Jermaine Asako, obviously starting at fullback, a guy I spoke about the other day. Um, and then I did speak about getting Branko Lee in my team, a guy that I have just about every year. I obviously had him last year as well, and I wasn't able to get him. Uh, someone else went from Branko. I took that personally. That upset me. Um, so pick 11, I went with Remus Smith. I think he'll be outside Branko. I think that... He'll put on plenty of opportunities. I think with Jerome Hughes' kicking game, you saw his combination with Vunavalu. I spoke about this earlier. Uh, I just think Remus Smith is going to be a good little pick there. So that was pick 11. Pick 12 rolled around. And um, I wanted another forward. This guy, I saw him on the board. I couldn't believe he was still there. Dual position guy, Blake Laurie. Uh, Natty's talked him up for a long time, and his stats are incredible, Blake Laurie. So really happy to get him. As I said, a dual position guy. I've already got Takiyaho in the front row. I've got Brown and Leilua in the second row. To have a guy that I can move around a little bit in, Blake Laurie, was really exciting. Going to be big for the waiver wire. More so in the second row. If I can have him in the front row, and if some of the other guys I'm going to mention don't come good, uh, to move him back, sensational to have. So another real base stat guy. My, my second row is stacked at the moment. I've got Nathan Brown, Leilua, Laurie, and I've got Victor Radley to fit in somewhere. So absolutely stoked with how that's looking at the moment. That was pick 13. Sorry, that was pick 12. Pick number 13. I went with Jacob Host, a guy that I mentioned the other day. I've said Kulam and Tungy for a long time. And this is a bit of a hit and hope. I think Jacob Host, if he does get that starting spot... 
could be anything. If he plays 60 minutes, he could be anything. I think eventually he could be an 80-minute player. I've liked Kulam and Tungy for a long time, but Host has really impressed me, and I think he probably has got his foot in the door. A bit more of a stable character. He's played a bit of first grade. I think Wayne Bennett will appreciate that. Defensively, he is better as well. So if Hostie can get a spot, it would be massive to get him here. People will probably laugh, but if he plays 80 minutes, he could be a 60-65 back row. His stats are incredible when he plays 80 minutes. So it's crossed on Host. He could be a big factor in my side, and... I mean, if he gets in, geez, like it's going to be hard for me to pick my pick my back row. As I said, it's going to be handy to have Laurie playing in the front row with your position, but I've still got to fit Nathan Brownlow, Lua Radley, and Host in, so it could be interesting. Pick 14, I went with Morgan Harper. A bit of word around that he will play fullback. We'll see how it unfolds uh, with Tom Trevojevic out. I just think that if they're playing this kid at fullback, you, you know, with an injury like Turbo where you don't have a guy that's your definite number one after Turbo. To move him to fullback, I think it means that he must be in the plans. They must like what Morgan Harper's doing. I think he will be in this side somewhere. I think the writing's on the wall for me, but I'm probably not as confident as I sound. I he, He's probably one that I am worried about teamless Tuesday. Obviously, Talakai and Staggs, they're not going to be there round one. Uh, so I kind of need him to be named round one. I'm already going to be short on another position, which I'll touch on in a minute. 15. I went for Sean Bloor out of the West Tigers. I really like his base stats. Um, he's a guy with high aggression. I think he's the sort of fella that he's going to come in in about round six or so. We know he's got an injury to miss the first half of the season, but he's another one in the second row that I think he could definitely earn a starting spot. Could be a bit of a trade bait later for me. Uh, so could a number of these guys. I mean, if Host goes good, I could trade him for some very big value. I've sort of I've been so high on Kulam and Tungy for a long time, but the more I see of Host, and he's not the same sort of player, don't get me wrong, but I I remember a couple of years ago I picked up Angus Crichton when he was a nobody at South City, and then he burst onto the scene. I don't know. I've just got that feeling about Host that he could do something special this year. He's not in the Angus Crichton class, don't get me wrong, but super coach-wise, I think he's got some high-end value that we could potentially see. It's a wait and see on him. Same as Sean Bloor, um, a punt that I was willing to take on him, though. Pick 16. Pick 16. I went with a front rower, a guy that I think if he can get minutes at his new club, he could be anything. Uh, His base stats are incredible. His points per minute are unbelievable. If he can just get 50, 55, which is probably a big ask, but the New Zealand Warriors... With two hookers now, they're going to have to play with. He's a chance, and it's Kane Evans leaving the news, leaving the Parramatta Eels, arriving at the Warriors. He's a guy I'm really high on. I played a lot of junior footy against him. He's got that tall, lanky sort of build. He's really good for an offload. He loves an offload, um, and I think if he can get some minutes, he knows his way to the try line too. He's awkward to handle on the line, and he can he can get a bit selfish sometimes, which I like super coach wise. So Kane Evans, he was picked 16. Uh, another another wait and see on him. Just depends on his minutes. But if they have one or two injuries, or some of these guys go home or anything, I mean, Kane Evans, he could be a real star. He's one to keep an eye on. If he's on your waiver wire. Keep an eye on him because he could quickly turn into a very, very high-end front row forward. The last man I picked, jersey number 17. Now, this is a strategy that I use. Uh, Some people don't like it. It's always worked well for me. I don't understand why more people don't do it. Jersey 17, I needed to fill the halfback spot. Now, I didn't pick a halfback the entire day. I didn't have a seven. As I mentioned on Friday afternoon, I thought it was going to be a position that I wouldn't get value in. For me, if you don't have Nathan Cleary and you don't get Jerome Hughes at value or a Michael Morgan or someone like that, halfback can be a big waste. Flanagan I was looking at, George Williams I was looking at, they both got picked up. 
Um, I didn't want to get a Luke Brooks. I wasn't going to be happy with that. I didn't want to get a Chad Townsend. I wasn't going to be happy with that. So I decided to leave the position. The guy I ended up drafting last was Matt Burton. And I put it up on Instagram the other day, or I sent it to a few people, and I had a lot of messages. Oh, do you think he'll play? And no, 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 I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he will. And I don't want him to. He's my AE that I'm going to play there. And whenever Penrith play, I'm just going to use him as seven. Uh, he's a, he's the guy that I can then captain if my vice captain does well and get those points. But Matty Burton, I, I've got him there in case there's an injury. He, he's one of these guys that if there is an injury to one of these halves in the first two weeks, Nathan Cleary or Jerome Lewis, he'll, he'll be a star, obviously. But that's a long shot. But I just don't want a seven. And some people, some guys don't like playing like that. I definitely do. I think you've got to use your bench. I think you've got to use your AEs. And if you can't get value in a certain spot, these are the guys you've got to go for. I actually thought, I, I've never been in this position before where I was left with like a halfback or, or a position available. I'm always left with a bench spot. So I actually thought that I could get a like another center wing to chuck on my bench and just leave halfback blank like you can on the waiver, but it wouldn't let me. So I would have gone Tessie New. He was the guy I wanted. It wouldn't let me take him. So I had to go for this fella. And I mean, with a couple of, with an injury somewhere, it could be anything, but more so he's just there for an AE uh, because I didn't get value in halfback. So I'm not going to run with a dud there. I'd rather take a flyer and try and get another star. Hope you enjoyed that guys. Uh, It'll be interesting to listen back to what I was saying on Friday. And then three days later, when the draft is done and dusted, how I went. I know there was a lot of go- lot of guys I was confident that I'd get that I did hit. Uh, Takiaho was one. Matty Moylan was one. Sifatalakai was one. Katoni Staggs was a bit iffy. I thought there was a chance I'd get him. I thought I'd get Branko and Remus. I just managed to get Remus. Uh, Branko, I, I, I think Matt Moylan was the one that I bet you that I'd get. So hit that one. I've got a really, really good team here. Really solid uh, I think it's going to be an exciting season. I'll keep you updated throughout the year how it's going. Uh, it's just a bit hard to keep it relevant for you guys because you're not in the comp every week, but I'll let you know how it's traveling. I'm really confident I can win a premiership with this side. It's going to be a good year. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.